The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. So this is the Welcome to Islam show. This is our uh, weekly slot that we have on Sundays at 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, once a month, the Luton Revert Group do the show. Uh, so we have the Luton Revert Group team here in the studio today. And our topic today is good advice for the new Muslim. So we're going to keep it quite light and free today um, and just have a conversation because obviously all of us here are new Muslims. Uh, we're going to keep the conversation quite light and just discuss our own experiences and what kind of pearls of wisdom were imparted to us once we took our shahada. Um, so I'm your host today, my name is Kerry Manan, and I also have in the studio with me today, Rosa and Freya. Assalamu alaikum, sisters. Wa alaikum And we also have uh, Catherine, who is a regular on the show. She's also going to be joining us at some point. So, um, yeah, so today's show um, is about uh, the advice for the new Muslim. And um, I'm going to kind of just open it up really early on, ladies, um, to say, you know... It, we all took our shahada at some point, some of us more recently than others. Um, is there anything that you know you feel was a really important and p- pivotal point um, in your journey so far um, that's really helped you um, on your journey? Rosa. Okay. Um, it, the premise is that I planned to take shahada Mm-hmm. So I was ready. It so was you, you did a lot of pre-preparation yes. before you took the shahada. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I knew that on that particular day I was going to be taking shahada. And uh, because I've been discussing it uh, for, for a while, uh, the advice that was given to me was begin to implement your salah from day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know how valuable that advice was going to be mm. until because it does it, it takes you it takes you out of your everyday life uh, long enough to to refocus your intention and bring you back closer to to your creator as well as uh, to put into perspective what you do in your everyday life mm. um, I took Shahada just before Ramadan started so, <laughs> just so you set yourself up right there. Head and then. first, head first, right in there. Uh, but also, it was two weeks before my mother passed away, oh, gosh. Uh, which meant that actually implementing salah from day one uh, made a big difference for me because it gave me that solace. Mm-hmm. It gave mm-hmm. me that internal peace that I might have struggled with uh, if I hadn't had. Well, if I hadn't had Islam to begin with. Yeah. Well, we've I, talked about this on a yeah, previous show where yeah. we did talk about, you know, bereavement. But, but how, how a blessing our religion is in that regards that gives and, us that solace. And prayer, prayer mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing that held me together during the time that we were visiting family and we had to go through the whole um, funeral and, and dealing with family connections and all of that and, and, and the family grief. Mm. of all the different closest relatives so it was it made such a big difference for me it was the one thing that seriously held me together Mm. and it's my go-to I mean Mm -hmm. we can make dua at any given time Mm. 
we can we can make dua walking from A to B. We can make dua on the train. We can make dua sitting in the car. We can, you know, it's yeah. just I mean, even the Bismillah before this radio show starts. Mm-hmm. That's just you know all of those things you can do at any time. But but Salah has got such a pressure. It's such a precious gift that brings us closer to to Allah. That I think it's just it's the one thing that. That does the most, mm-hmm. really, because we we come as we are yeah. in front of Allah, and we are with all our flaws and uh, and our insecurities and our worries, and we put all of that in Allah's hands. So, implementing prayer from from day one. Yes. But I'm not saying, oh, you've got to get it right and and it's got to be perfect, because the only the only one that's perfect is Allah. You cannot have a perfect Salah. No. Because we are not, <laughs> we are we're weak, and we we have you know, so yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you you bring bring up prayer first because actually, for me in my experience, when I took shahada, um, I I don't know if I just wasn't ready for prayer. I just didn't really understand prayer as a structured form because mm-hmm. my background, I was brought up a Christian, a Church mm-hmm. of England, mm-hmm. and my prayer was conducted on a Sunday morning in church. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you not pray in the evenings? No, before going to bed. Mm, no, or I mean, you know, I think I think I've talked before about how in my house we were we were Sunday Christians. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Um, so for me, this kind of idea of a five times of prayer, I think my nafs got in there, mm-hmm. and my life was taking over, and I just I and I just looked at this Arabic language, and I scared the. You know, yeah, myself, <laughs> yeah, um, and so um, I, you know, I didn't implement prayer for a long time because, you know, people were saying to me, "Oh, you know, you've taken shahada now. You know, you really should be praying. You know, you really should be praying." And so many people kept telling me that, you know, but, you really should be praying. But who was actually volunteering? But nobody to take was exactly. The nobody was you. coming, following that through with, <sighs> "How about I show you?" You know, they yeah. were just telling me, mm-hmm. but nobody was helping me. Yeah. And I had, I had some books. Yeah, and I had, had some. Yeah, we've all had, yeah, we've all had the books. Yeah, um, but of course, I had more than one book because I, I don't know if maybe somebody might have gifted me a book. I can't remember. Mm. Um, so I had more than one, and of course, that for me then became a minefield because they were saying different things. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of, I think I just buried my head in the sand for a long time about yeah. prayer um, mm-hmm. because I just couldn't. F- I just couldn't face it. I couldn't face the thought of having to try and learn all those surahs, learn all that Arabic. So you develop that anxiety about mm. something that you're dreading. So yeah. it's, it's the fear of what might what what it might be like. Yeah, and, and, and just the five times rather, a day even. And that's stopping you from yeah. actually trying yes, it. Yes, I was. And once you try, yeah. it's, like, um, it's like children learning to swim and they're afraid of the water mm. and until they've actually gone in and, and then they realise, realize, actually, oh, this is quite fun. good. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying this. <laughs> I must admit, when I first reverted, like when I first took my shahada, literally two, three days before I knew nothing about any of this, I literally yeah. found out the day before my nikah that I was having my nikah done. I had no clue. I took my shahada the same day, and it was only as I then had taken my shahada I started, you know, mm. reading a bit into Islam. But mm. exactly the same as you, I had no idea what to do about prayers or, mm-hmm. you know, five times a day. How am I going to do it? Like, when do I do it? Yeah, or what yeah. do I do? Like, so, com- like, honestly, so confusing. It was mainly like obviously my mother-in-law who taught me, you know, a lot of things because. Same as you again. I got gifted a lot of books. Yes, I'm not good with books. If I'm reading them, my mind just 
go straight yeah, away. I yeah, can't yeah. concentrate. I'm better when I talk to people and learn that way. But then, mm-hmm. who do you talk to? Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. I didn't. I literally lived in Luton, didn't know anyone at the time. Only my in-laws and my partner. And it was it was honestly quite hard. But then, you know, she started talking to me and teaching me, you know, step by step about things. She said, look, don't rush yourself into it. If you rush yourself, you're going to get too into it and then it's all just going to go. She goes, you Mm -hmm. know, take it slow, research, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you about things. You know, we'll find different classes for you and things like that. And some of the classes I went to, don't get me wrong, they were really good at handling But other Mm -hmm. ones, they're... I'd be there with like children who are a lot younger than me who've yes. been brought up already yes, knowing yes, yes. you know Arabic and you know things about the Quran and things like that and it was just so Awkward. so mind baffling. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're, they're sitting there and they are. Do you know what this word is in Arabic? And I'm yeah. like, huh, and all the other kids are like, yeah, it means door, and I'm like, huh, I've got no idea. But yeah, in the end, you know, you start slowly learning. I think it does help when you have people around you. You know, helping yeah. you, and just the one piece of advice that I would give him, which I'd put onto any Muslim who's reverted, and is just take it slow, like don't rush yourself into it, don't feel like, like a pressure. Like, if you don't do it, you know, you're going to get sinned for it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. your it's main thing is your attention. If you've got the intention to actually go in and learn and you're trying, then you know, mm-hmm. all you can do is just keep trying, trying, trying. Because, like you said, yeah. nobody's perfect, you're not yeah. going to perfect it straight away. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, but also as you as you learn and you implement those new things you learn, yeah. and then you you whatever you do, not just your salah, but your making wudu, your general mm-hmm. hygiene, you know, the, the your uh, your um, search for knowledge on yeah. all different aspects, you know, from the thick of uh, fasting to you know to every, everything that yeah. you would do within within your deen, within within your faith. It becomes it becomes richer, and it becomes more complete. Yeah. So it's about I think my personal that was what the advice that was given to me mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. begin to pray right away, and mm-hmm. I actually was practicing. I had a few mm-hmm. trial runs in the, in the days going leading up to it. Okay. I was practicing, yes. you know, because you learn with repetition, mm. uh, and you become confident with repetition. And because I was practicing it before I took shahada, there was no pressure if I was getting it wrong. I said, "Well, you know, okay, you know, I'm I'm doing my best here, and uh, um, if I get it wrong, I get it wrong." Mm. So there wasn't a big, you know, big pressure on it, and. Uh, um, with um with regard to um to seeking knowledge and uh, and and getting there it takes time and sometimes when you discover things that the person that was teaching you didn't know then they learn from you so mm. it is an exchange mm. In that yeah, sense. because we've all got, we're all on the journey. We're yeah. still even now, would I would say for, for myself, I'm still perfecting my salah. I'm yeah. still adding little bits on as I learn them, mm-hmm. as I understand what the, you know the son of our prophet peace be upon him was. Mm-hmm. I add little mm-hmm. bits on or change them, you know, according to you know uh, the school of thought I'm following now. Mm-hmm. You know, we all it's, we're always adapting, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that what we were doing before is wrong and wouldn't have been accepted. Yeah, it's just part of the journey. So, so my comment for me. So I didn't really know much about Islam before I took my shahada, knowing it was the truth, without really having studied it in any depth. Mm. Um, And I was in quite a sort of I don't want to use the word chaotic, but uh, a situation. I was travelling, everything was quite unstructured, um, and it was you know things like classes. I I remember I really wanted to pray. And I couldn't find a book and, and I couldn't find anybody who would really take the time to teach me properly. And I remember being very frustrated. But the things that stands out for me in those early years was the kindness of some Muslims. 
mm. individuals and family mm. Mm. who really sort of took me under their wing under all different circumstances. Sometimes we didn't even speak the same language, but just their heart mm. was really, and they weren't teaching me anything. They were just, they were just being, lo- being and, mm-hmm. and loving. And mm. they weren't telling me to do ABC or this, that, and they were just totally open. And that's what 30, 40 years later mm. stays with me. And that's mm. what's kept me, because it's only sort of maybe years later I really started to study properly in any depth. Mm. Um, but those early years, it was the, the individual and, the, and families who, who, who connected with me. And, mm. and I think yeah. this is quite an important point, Catherine, that you raised about we all need, I think, in our early days not to isolate ourselves. Mm. And there's often this, we we've talk often about new Muslims being um, vulnerable and isolated. Um, because quite often we, we're doing this on our own without our families mm. coming on the journey with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of us, we might be surrounded by a Muslim community, but we are not engaged with that community. Mm. Um, and But I, I must stress that I do feel this is a two-way thing. I think as much as the com- Muslim community around you needs to engage with the new Muslim, the new Muslim also needs to engage with the Muslim community. Mm. Because... Um, I know for myself, this is going to be my parting uh, thing for today's show, is that for me, once I got involved with the local mosque, that's when I really felt comfortable with my Islam. That's when I felt like now I'm part of a community, mm-hmm. now I'm part of a sisterhood yeah. and brotherhood. You know, now mm-hmm. I'm uh, meeting with so many new people. And, you know, we're often told that, you know, we, we should keep the company around us as those who are positive and will you know bring us benefit Mm -hmm. and for me that was engaging in the muslim community before i had been struggling on my own Mm -hmm. yeah trying to learn not getting very far um and having a lack of confidence you know i wasn't confident enough to wear hijab Mm. you know i i still felt quite like it was a mountain that i couldn't really Mm. Climb. Mm. I felt too overwhelmed by it all. I felt like, uh, you know, fasting, praying five times a day, can't go to Tesco's and eat what I want anymore. You know, <laughs> I was really like stressed, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it's uh, for me, you know, I, I've obviously got over those things as, you know, with the intention that I, you know, I need to do these things eventually. But for me, being part of the Muslim community just in, you know, the last few years has just been such a benefit for me. I mean, even just like being part of Luton Revert Group as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've kind of found something now for me that I feel really passionate about. Yes. And I, in Luton Revert Group, I am Kerry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not your mum and I'm not your wives. No. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm Kerry. And so for me as well, you know, being out in the community, not just keeping within myself and within my family, I've kind of come, you know, come out of myself and I've been pushed to do things. I mean, even doing this show for me, you know, Mm -hmm. is pushed me out of my normal comfort zone. Um, And, you know, but with these things comes great reward, inshallah, because, you know, I've I've got made some amazing friends. You know, I've grown, I'm learning, I'm learning from you all, you know, and for me... I know that there are new Muslims out there who do struggle on their own. Yes. And I know as well that there are new Muslims who ask for help and they don't get it. Mm. But 
people aren't always receptive to you asking you have to keep asking yeah. mm-hmm. don't just like think oh well that i asked for help and i didn't get it and now i'll just kind of sulk in the corner you know you have to go out there and ask mm-hmm. for it from it takes it well that's the thing that when you become a muslim and uh, um or you you venture into anything that's new in life that you haven't done before it because it's such a change it takes a great level of humility and as well as strength of character to actually say i do not know please help me mm. and and ego yes we're fighting our own egos yes. to say you know actually i don't know something but it also works the other way that for those who are in a position to help yes. consider themselves they ought to consider themselves blessed oh, by allah mm. that they've given the opportunity to fulfill um ties of kinship with their brothers and sisters, that they are given the opportunity to assist mm. Mm. and uh, and to actually, it's, it's, it can be seen as a form of sadaqa, uh, sadaqa jariya in that sense, because I actually, uh, I'll give you an instance. Um, I was told a particular dua, I was taught a particular dua by my, um, 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 my Tajweed teacher, mm-hmm. she taught me this particular dua. Mm. I say that particular dua at the end of every every salah. Mm. And every, so every time I recite it, I also have a thought and a prayer for her mm-hmm. because she taught me it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and inshallah, she's getting the reward from that. There you go. Yeah. The same as somebody gives you a prayer mat. Yes. Every time you use, use that, that prayer, prayer mat, yeah. you know, the, or a tasbih or just... Just anything that you implement into your into your practice, mm. it's it's got great value for mm. for them as well. Mm-hmm. So, and you also, if you have the opportunity to help someone, um, approach it with humility, um, with with uh, with a humble heart and a heart full of gratitude that you mm-hmm. actually are because it, because you're. That person, that person that comes to you in need, already you are in a position, a higher position, because you are, you have knowledge they don't have. Mm. Be humble, be gracious about it, and be great, grateful to Allah that you're giving the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think as well, you know, on that point, um, when a new Muslim approaches someone for help, and it, you know, it could be anyone. Um, it could be another new Muslim who perhaps has just been doing it for a bit longer. Mm. Um, you know, uh, don't just like take that and then maybe do the minimum and then walk away because that's so that's so hurtful to mm. the new Muslim. You know, when somebody asks for help, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they verbalized it. I mean, not everybody's good at verbalizing what they need. Yeah. Um, and some people don't know what they need. If yeah. you don't know what you don't know so to speak yeah and 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 it's having that confidence to be it's it's okay not to know um but for new muslims to actually sort of say well i you know i don't know how to pray or i don't know know, how to fast Mm. it's it's quite a brave thing to do yeah and it's not just a a give a book situation no no No, because that's not enough no no absolutely not Uh, people people it's yeah exactly it's like what you were saying Catherine, about that's the biggest thing you remember even now i don't remember the books but i remember no exactly 
Yeah. It's the, it's the time that you take to make sure that the person actually understands. Mm. And then they if they're not getting it, then you break it down. Mm. And they're still not getting it, you break it down further. Then you simplify it and you think, okay, right, let's see. Let me show you. Yeah. I'll do it mm. and I'll go through all the movements and I'll mm. show, you know, you watch me. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to do it with me. Just watch me and see how I do it. Mm. And that is something. And you do that. And mm -hmm. it's just, uh, and you have to get past you. You're feeling self-conscious because you're being watched. And it's yeah. like, okay, you know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've got to the point where I'm being greedy. If I meet somebody now who says to me they can't pray, I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> because I want that reward, inshallah. Yes. You know? I'm like, you know, if somebody says to me they don't they don't know or they need help with something, I'm there going, right, I'm I'm texting them, I'm like messaging them, you know, you need money help, do you know, can yeah. I do anything go, for you? Yeah. What's coming to my head is that it can be quite overwhelming because you might, okay, I'm getting along, I'm learning the prayer, then you suddenly realise, well, I, I can't read Arabic, I don't oh. know what this means. It's all day. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, thinking, oh, wait, no, I don't know this and I don't know that. It's good it's to have someone suddenly coming up at you that you're lacking in some way. Oh, yeah. uh, we've all had that. Yeah. We've all had that feeling like we're inadequate, that what we're yeah. doing isn't enough. Yeah. But, you know, it all comes back to intention. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's our intention that matters. I've got one sister who um, came through Luton Revert Group who doesn't currently know how to pray and I said to her look you know what she's doing at the moment is she's a really spiritual person in that she just talks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when she feels like it basically okay. doing dua mm -hmm. but, you know she doesn't verbalize it as dua because she mm -hmm. doesn't understand yeah. that but she just talks to Allah when she needs to yeah. and I said to mm -hmm. you know that's great because you're already connecting on a spiritual level you know but salah is just about disciplining yourself mm -hmm. to be there and in the con having that connection at the regular times it's been mm. appointed for us mm -hmm. you know and so now i'm just kind of trying to break it down for her and say okay you know talk to keep talking that's brilliant but also in the morning fajr time and we're you know thankfully at the moment we can do fajr like right up until like quarter to eight mm. so she's not having to like really like make a change yeah. to her yeah. routine mm. and i said mm -hmm. right fajr in the morning you know get your salah mat that you got in your new muslim pack you know, get your salah mat, get it facing the right way and sit down and mm. just talk with Allah at that time. Mm. Allah knows your intention, mm -hmm. you know, and we'll build on it from there. Mm. Yes. You know, because she doesn't know how to do a do. She doesn't yeah. know any Arabic. Okay. Putting the time in place. That's exactly. So that then, inshallah, she's still going to have her prayer accepted because she's sat down at the correct time. With the intention of praying and connecting if with others. If she doesn't know any Arabic, then yeah, her salah will be accepted yeah. because she doesn't know any Arabic. So there is no, no. And that's the thing. The fourth element of it yeah. is, uh, is she can fulfill it whichever way she, she mm. can. Whichever way she can. Yeah. So that's the thing: is not to be scared about you know what if we're doing things right and wrong when it's so early. Yeah. It's mm. more about your intention that you are there and you're trying mm. to do what is right. And it's mm. like you said: you don't know what you don't know. Yes. You know so. <laughs> Bites you when you, you that's know. why that's why having someone on the I mean this day and age having having somebody on hand on on the phone you can fire oh, yes. off a text yes and they can having answer a buddy. and you can uh, they can answer you they might not be there with you physically but they can answer and you know you've got that uh, that um, that support yeah, yeah that backup yeah it absolutely. stops that isolated feelings like you said when you first revert and you've learned about things, you do feel isolated, you feel mm. scared, you feel panicky, you know, mm. you don't know Arabic, don't know how to read this and how to do this. So just knowing you've got someone there 
it just makes it a lot easier because mm-hmm. I went obviously I had all my in-laws alhamdulillah who all helped me out but actually having someone in the exact same boat as me yeah who's been like, there and done it and yeah, wore the t-shirt it mm-hmm. helped when I came to that uh, that Eid like fair that time mm-hmm. and I saw mm-hmm. Luton River group I was like yes finally mm-hmm. like, people like me like it helps like, yes. a lot knowing that there's other people out there who have been through the same and you can share even sharing stories helps like you know how did you tell your family that you reverted yes. or you know how did you handle this situation or what you do at Christmas time things like that it just helps a lot mm-hmm. like when you've got someone there with you it does yeah, I think meeting other and for me when I first went to the um, the, the the events they have up in Markfield in Leicester's here with the convert uh, project they have there, their Ramadan retreats. That's that's what got my um, my yeah. spirit. That that put me on the right track for yeah. everything. Yeah, did the, the learning, the community. Mm. You could be yourself as well, mm. and you could be honest. Mm. Um, it was that that was back in the. It was 20 years ago. But they still do them, don't they? They still do them, but yeah, it was 20. I was 15 years into being Muslim before I got that real connection. It's a different context, isn't it? I mean, to be surrounded by heritage Muslims who've been born and raised in the faith, they, they can help you with a lot of different things and they can they can empathize with you to an extent but okay we're going into a break sorry rosa (laughs) we're going into a break and we'll see you after the break inshallah assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Assalamu alaikum and welcome back, dear viewers and listeners. Um, you are listening to the Welcome to Islam show on Inspire FM going live here on Sundays at 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, we're in the studio with Luton Revert Group and today's topic is good advice for the new Muslim. Sorry, Rosa, we had to cut you off a little bit in the first half. Unfortunately, we, this is what happens when we get together. We, we get a bit carried away in our That's... conversations because we have a lot to say. And uh, so, you know, sorry about that. But uh, we do have to have our scheduled break. I also have the attention span of a goldfish, so I completely forgot what I was saying at the time. So it clearly kind of been that important. So that's fine. No I'm loss. I'm sure it was. I'm sure no it loss. was. Um, so yeah. So second half of this program, I suppose, I just wanted to focus um, a little bit more about um, what kind of advice uh, we would give to the new Muslim in terms of what we've implemented now, because the four mm. of us have been mm. um, Muslim for a little while. Some of us shorter. Um, some of us longer um, so a span of years between us um, what kind of information um, what kind of advice you would give um, to the new Muslim in terms of what's really kind of cemented your iman your faith in Islam um, over the years and in the journeys that you've had what kind of things would you recommend uh, things to like maybe implement uh, for the new Muslim you know once they're ready um, what things do you know have you experience yourselves i'd say definitely for a new muslim always research for yourself like people will teach you things mm-hmm. but always research the knowledge yourself like back it up make sure that it's correct you're not just following anything that anyone's saying so it could mm. mean something completely different and just you know always have faith even on days where it feels the hardest that you know you have no clue what's going on just know that you know allah's there watching you yeah. knowing that you know you're trying your best and it will happen inshallah eventually you know everything will fall into place slowly slowly and mm. just keep preparing really just every day is like a preparation for the afterlife really and for judgment day so and how do, how would you say is the best way to kind of keep that in the forefront of your mind in terms of remembering that this 
life is is temporary and what we're doing here is establishing ourselves for the eternal life with with our maker well one thing that makes me think like that is that when my like mum passed away mother-in-law um literally like an hour after she passed away she started smiling subhanallah so from that moment i was like okay now i need to prepare for the afterlife like there's no more messing around now worrying about worldly affairs if i need new tv and things like that it's you know, I need to focus now on my dean and inshallah prepare so, you know, I can get a good afterlife myself. Mm. And I think everyone will have an experience in their life, regardless yeah. what it is, whether it's, you know, a loss of someone or, you know, something that just isn't going right that will that will keep it implanted in their head that, you know, you can keep doing it, you know, just keep trying, you know, keep faith. There's mm. always something that happens in someone's life. We always have tests and trials, really. And I think that counts for kind of uh, born Muslims too, not just new Muslims. You yeah. know, you like you'll meet somebody who was a born Muslim and raised to know the faith, but weren't always practicing, and then something will have happened that's kind of clicked. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then they're like, oh wow, that's it. Now I need to like buckle down and stop messing about. I think it's also when we come up against something and we really struggle with it, or it doesn't feel right, or um, it's to try, to try and have in our minds that this is this is a, a message from Allah. Allah's trying to teach us something for, mm. if we don't feel comfortable with it. Um, one good tip that um, um, somebody gave me once, as a new Muslim, you're going to get yeah lots of conflicting stories. And yeah. rather than get just just sort of say thank you, sister or brother, for mm-hmm. that information, mm-hmm. and leave it like that, and then 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 do your research yourself. Yeah. Um, and everything is, a, is, is, is comes to us for a reason, for us to mm. learn about ourselves. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, it's an opportunity to make our own inquiry. Um, mm. And we are all tested, so yes. even... even Nothing's for, a smooth path. No, no and everything, yeah. everything in, in our day-to-day life will is some kind of test in some way you know each day is us kind of like you know marks out of 10 like you can kind of think back on what you've done today and everything Um, is perfect in Allah's creation what might appear to us as awful or difficult or it's it's it's, there's a perfection we don't mm, understand and he has a plan for us that we might not understand and we might not think is great but that's a way of teaching us something you know there's a way you know like we all we've we all go through tragedies and we just Mm. think oh subhanallah like, mm. oh, I don't think I can cope with this thing. I can't mm. cope with what's going on right now. Um, you know, when is this going to end? And it does, eventually. Mm. We yeah. all come yeah. out the other end eventually. And we've all grown yeah. from it. Yes, it's, it, and that's growth is so important. And it's something we should embrace, right? Yes. yes. It's something we should embrace. It's like, you know, like we were talking earlier about, like, for example, bereavement. For all of us, I'm sure, bereavement is kind of like really one of the key yeah. things that mm. like really like, kicks you in the head yeah you know in terms of your faith and like operating just even here in the dunya but your faith too and subhanallah you know having faith i just think about people i think about people for example who you know suffering illness you know really really debilitating terminal illnesses Mm. and i think subhanallah how did they cope Mm. yeah because if i didn't have faith and i thought that this life was it i would be Mm. bloody angry too Mm. yeah you know because i'd have no answers to why why i'm suffering mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. but that's the perfect that's the perfection of islam isn't yes. it is that yeah. it gives us those answers and it gives us those those comfort yeah that's that- true actually because before i reverted my granddad passed away and i felt so much anger because obviously i didn't mm. know that there was anything else after my man my nan she was like a 
tarot card reader and kind of spiritualist like that. So I mm. kind of listened to her when she said that she connected with him and things like that. But it was that kind of like built up anger. And that's who mm. I feel for, like you said, is people who don't have, you know, Islam in their lives. You know, how mm. they feel when it comes to people passing away mm. or situations happening. Because subhanAllah, this religion literally makes you feel so at peace when there's hardships. Like my mum passed away, you feel... I felt obviously sad. Obviously, anyone would feel sad, but you feel more relaxed and at peace because you know I can deal with this. Yeah, I, I, it's like a toolkit to deal yes. with it. Yeah, you've got the tools. You know, we're all grieving or whatever, but we we've got the tools there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I suppose that you know, in a way, for the new Muslim, is kind of you know um, something that can give you a little bit of mm-hmm. comfort to know that in the coming days you will be tested. We're all tested, and, uh, but you yeah. might not know what those tools are mm. in those early days, and that's. But you know, it's all perfection. It's all there for. It's just alhamdulillah for everything. Whatever bad yeah. comes, whatever good comes, it's staying in that alhamdulillah. Yeah, it either it's either a reward or it's a lesson. Like mm. that's yeah. how you've yes. got to see it, really. And Allah would never, you know, face you with something that you can't actually do. Like even if it feels like it's the hardest thing at the time, you know, Allah has given it to us because He knows that we can we can do with it. Even if we're confused, why am I having to deal with this? Afterwards, you realise actually, it's part of love. Wow, look it. what I went through yeah. and how I've grown from it. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, for me, I think one of the things that has really helped me in terms of the last few years, um, really bring me to that kind of more spiritual place is is going on Hajj. That in itself was the most unique journey I've ever undertaken. Um, it's funny because when I talk about it, I kind of get such a welling of different emotions. I can't even, I can't even tell you. Um, Catherine knows because she was there with me. Yes, <laughs> and I had a hard time. I, I had really, really bad flu, and um, I wasn't really getting on very well at all. And I'm still reflecting on what what was the lesson in all of that for me. But inshallah, I'll be going on Umrah in April, and I'm hoping that that will um, settle me. Yeah, and it, you might get that chance when you go to Umrah yeah, to kind of actually yeah. reflect back and like think, yes, you know, now I can... There's not quite the same pressure mm. on Umrah as there is no. with Hajj. But I remember, I think jealousy is the word. There were, yeah. uh, my people were around, they, they knew all their, they knew their Arabic, they did their prayers, they were always doing tawaf. They, were, they didn't sleep for three weeks and they went up mountains. And I just thought, where did they get this from? I, I'm not like that. I can't yeah. do that. I'm a human mm. being. I'm, and then I look at all the, do you remember all the people that were like, um, like the refugees that were there, mm. like the people who had come on boats and travelled walking, yes. walking to do their hajj. And there, there's me getting on, you know, I mean, okay, I didn't fly first class, but it felt like it because, you know, you get on the plane and you arrive yeah, in Mecca yeah. and you've, you know, you've been air conditioned and, you know, you've been yeah. fed and watered and it's been, yeah. and then you, you look around and see these souls sleeping on the sides of the roads. You're like, subhanAllah, I've had it way too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, the, the first sight of seeing the Kaaba, um, is something that will just stay with me for life now, and that, that now when I stand to f- you know to start my salah, and I can actually bring myself back to looking at it in reality, mm. amazing, amazing, mm. yeah. So you know, um, if inshallah you get the invitation as a new Muslim to do an umrah, 
uh, or Hodge, then please do take it. There is an opportunity. So I've mm. mentioned before Mark Field and the organisation there to support reverts. It's now called the Convert Muslim Foundation. Convert Muslim Foundation. Yeah. There is an Umrah that is being organised with that group. Yes. Um, in in Easter holidays, I believe. It, it's over mm -hmm. the Easter holidays, um, and it's with a. It's, it's, it's along with the um, uh, two sheikhs who are providing the Sira of the Prophet sort of tour around. Um, all in English, um, with it's, it's, it's uh, aimed for new Muslims and their families to come along. There's still vacancies. We can put on the link on our relevant. Um, yeah, pages, we can definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, please consider that if it's a possibility. Um, I'll yeah. be going inshallah, and I'd love to have some more Luton people. As yeah, well. definitely, definitely. I mean, for me, I mean, that's one of the kind of things with Hajj that I kind of I uh, felt a little bit disjointed in that. Um, you know, I went in a really huge group um, and um, I felt like because I was a new Muslim, I felt like I didn't really have a the full, full, wasn't yes. fully in touch with what was going yes. on. Um, yeah. You know, because like, for example, even though the, we were a significant uh, women's group, um, we didn't get spoken to by the sheikhs. The men mm. got to know all the information and that's not normal in my life. Like yeah. in my family, mm. I'm the one who does all the organising. Like if I go on holiday somewhere, it's me who books it and does the itinerary and knows yes. what's going on. My <laughs> husband just kind of follows me, yeah. you know, whereas this <laughs> this way, oh and hard, I was like, I had no clue what was going on day yeah. to day yeah. other than the preparation that I'd had to know, well, this day I should be stoning Jamra. And the, but other than that, I didn't have any clue about mm. the schedule, when we'd be leaving, what we'd be doing. So, so yeah, I mean, having having an opportunity to do an Umrah with a tour group that is specifically tailored for new Muslims, yeah. I think it really is a benefit that I cannot overstress. And it's with um, a, a tour company that is well established, and Bachelle, yeah. who's going to be leading, she's been doing these Hajj and Umrah tours for many, many years. Um, so, inshallah, there shouldn't be any reason to doubt that this will not be an excellent trip, and I pray, inshallah, it will be benefit to me because inshallah i'm quite excited that. for you catherine <laughs> i am i wanted to go myself actually but unfortunately i didn't get the invitation this time but um yeah that's uh, for me you know um if you, you, as a new muslim if you do get that opportunity do grab it with both hands rosa have you got anything that you kind of think is like the golden nugget of the you know I mean, you've not been you've not been a Muslim for like I'd say a huge amount of time. Is it like four years? No, Five it's years? coming up to seven years. Seven years. <laughs> okay, seven years. Sorry. Um, so, um, you know yourself better than anyone. Hmm. You know your strengths. You know your weaknesses. You know how you tackle anything new. Hmm. So, have expectations of yourself, but have realistic expectations. Don't. If you're the kind of person that throws themselves, uh, head, you know, um, in head first into something, full immersion, and then struggle mm. uh, as, as the difficulties arise, then you know the best thing to do is to pull yourself back and ease yourself in. Um, if you're the kind of person that if you, you take it easy and you take it really chilled and laid back and then you're laid back and six months down the line you're still laid back and a year later you're still laid back and you still know just one surah, two surahs, five years later still two one, surahs, you know, you know <laughs> that you know yourself, you know you need to push yourself. Mm. So... Uh, 
you have to know that Allah has got expectations of you. Allah has invited you to this, to this, um, to the truth, to Haq. Mm. Mm. And therefore, Allah, if Allah has got expectations of you, you have to damn well make sure that you 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 rise to meet the challenge. Mm. So, have expectations of yourself. Also, don't be too hard on yourself when you get it wrong. But at the same time, keep keep at it. Keep at it. Mm. There are, there's reward even in the trying. Even in the trying. It's like when you're learning Arabic. We're t- you know, in my Tadwee class, I was told, look, if you struggle to read it, you know, you get your reward for each and every letter that you say. Mm-hmm. But if you struggle, Inshallah. Inshallah, you get double the reward. And I'm like, yes, that's me. I get my double reward. And I Inshallah. Think <laughs> it's getting established, which is where I think it is. Yes, it is important to try and establish Salah as early as possible and that mm. gives you a you know, reminder five times five a day. times a day you're being brought back to reality in, mm. um, into your thinking and practice and lifestyle that's that's a huge step that's really mm. beneficial and and uh, i know for me certainly i felt like implementing five times a day was just going to be horrendous i thought how am i going to do this <laughs> seriously you know when you're working or you've got young kids and you're like thinking this is mm. you know it's too much i can't do five mm. you know but actually once you do it and then you kind of like start you know practicing and doing it it's not as hard as you, you build it up in your head and you think oh i'm not going to be able to do that it the approach is you plan mm. your day mm. around, around your salah. salah. You don't fit your salah around mm. your day. Otherwise, you tackle, you're looking at it, you're coming at it from the wrong direction. Mm. And if you look at it, it's like, oh, I can squeeze in five minutes, I can squeeze in my salah now, uh, or I can do it. Then you will feel that it's an inconvenience and it's a hardship. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not it's supposed to be a hardship. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So you you come at it from the other way around. It's so like, okay, so I can, I can fit in this task and I can complete this task before Salah. Great. Oh, I'm not going to start this task until after because it's going to take some time for me to do this particular task. Uh, task at work so, in life, yeah. yeah and if you are and there's something precious that somebody gave me is wisdom is that you're if you are organized if you organize yourself then you will lead the life of an organized person but then you but you have to kind of like be proactive with and it you take one step towards Allah and he will take thousand to you is that what it is it's yes. like, i think all you walk towards yeah, yeah, allah yeah, and yes. allah runs towards you effort, yeah. it's amazing what comes to you mm. it, it's having that intention and you start making steps and yeah I've you know it's like people that. say like oh i work full time how am i going to do you know two salas during my work time and it's like what happened with you rosa yeah you know, you thought the same thing that oh, like I'm working. Where am I going to fit my zua? Where am I going to fit I my? I used asa? to struggle. I yeah. used to, and I used to get so upset about it. And then I used to have to kind of have to, you know, if if I couldn't find a place to go and and you know set myself aside to pray, that was a struggle. Mm. Um, and then if I missed a prayer because you know I couldn't say no to someone. Mm. Uh, it was my fault. I chose to put that person before my salah. Then I shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Mm-hmm. And I say, when do you need it by? Okay, I can. I, I'm, I'm, I've got something to do. I'll get back to you in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Or you plan your meetings. Oh yeah, okay. I can't. No, I can't do anything until two o'clock. So let, let's mm-hmm. let's sit down and discuss this at two o'clock. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. And then they plan as well. Then there's no people are reasonable, but also. 
I asked for a place to pray. Yes. And I've mentioned this before mm. because I actually thought to myself, I can't do this. I'm struggling with this. I, this is this is hard. Mm. There was a mosque about 10 minutes away. By the time I got there and I found a place to pray, uh, it was not conducive to, to insan. I, it mm. was just, a, it, it's like rushing to get to the doctors because you're not well and you get to the doctors and you're, in, you know, in your, in your stressed out by the time you get into the waiting room so you, like you know it's just not it's not the way to to be so mm-hmm. and once i actually took it upon myself so like okay i need this and i you pray for you you pray for ease yes mm. you pray for ease and allah does doesn't do an injustice to anyone and uh, some for some people like me i'm just a very weak person so for me it's kind of like it, it, allah goes very easy on me <laughs> i swear to you because it's so funny Rosa. <laughs> but it is because uh, it's just uh, it, it, but it's true it's just if you if you're one of those people that can like um, can do like you know the kind of your army training you know the ones that do circuits and they're like hardcore and they're like those will will embrace the harder tests and they will shine with those i just i wouldn't even be starting the first few <laughs> first few squads let alone anything else so it's it's in a similar way really so mm. allah tests us based on what we can manage and as you said he knows us yeah even better than we know ourselves mm-hmm. he knows what we need and you know and i know we keep talking about salah but, you know, Salah is so important, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's, Salah, it's only five minutes, you know, get mm-hmm. over yourselves, mm-hmm. you know, it's five minutes, you can't spare five minutes to talk to Allah. Yeah, that's uh-huh. true, actually, I saw a thing, I know it's Instagram, but you know, on the mm-hmm. Islamic pages that I follow on there, oh, and nice. it was like, literally, you know, your five Salahs all together, literally make up like an hour yeah. or something of yeah. your day, yeah. and you've got 24 hours in a day, yes. like, what is your excuse yes. to not yes. do it? And I do find that there's been times where, like I'll be late to one or I'll miss it and I'm like oh and then that day I'm like oh no I feel really heavy but the moment you get back on that mm. like namaz mat your your heart just feels so light like yeah. all that heaviness just goes and you just feel so free and then you just you feel as I just at peace don't you it's just and, the best feeling yeah. subhanallah and the thing is that once you've met your fad you know that it's just that you're actually in, in such a good place that you think well okay oh this like, what else can I do? Yeah, you know, you want to stand there for longer. You want the namaz to continue. Yeah. Like, oh, make it longer. Well, you make just kind of op- you open your Quran app yeah, and yeah. read a few pages, even read a few ayat. Mm. Just to read a few ayat afterwards, mm. that's just kind of like. And again, you know, we're talking. Connecting. We're talking a few minutes. Yes, a few just, minutes, and then the reward you'll get, and not just the reward that you're going to get, but just the impact it'll have on your life with having mm. that regular connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it can't, it can't, it's immeasurable. Yeah. My mum used to do that. She used to wake up for her namazes and, you know, do them all during the day. But then the rest of the day she'd be reading the Quran or she'd be online, you know, researching things, watching YouTube videos. And I used to think, how does this lady do it? All day, every day, mm-hmm. literally everything, everything. And then now, you know, I see, you just feel so peaceful when you're mm-hmm. just constantly just got mm-hmm. it there. It's got to the point where I don't even listen to music in the car. I listen to YouTube um, channels like Prophet's Path and Merciful mm-hmm. Servant and things like that just to keep gaining my knowledge whilst I'm driving mm-hmm. and things. It just, it honestly, it's just such a beautiful religion, subhanAllah. It honestly mm-hmm. is. Yeah, we're blessed, subhanAllah. Um, so we've only got a few more minutes left in the show. Um, I don't know if there's anything you just want to say in sum up. Otherwise, I can talk about Luton Revert Group's mm-hmm. uh, events that are coming up. 
yeah, go, go for it. Um, so um, we've been running now for I think more than is it three years? Three years. It's three years. Yeah. Um, and one of the regular requests that we get at Loon Revert Group is about marriage introductions. Um, we're often this is one of the kind of minefields for the new Muslim is that um, if they're not fully immersed within the community, they don't have. You know, when you think about like traditional Muslim introductions, they don't have perhaps the support there to be able to make plans for marriage or even understand the sanctity of marriage. You know, um, so one of the things that we often get asked about is, oh, do you do introductions? Do you do introductions? And I always have to say, no, I'm sorry, we don't do introductions. That's just not our forte. You know, we, we the Luton Revet Group meets only once a month. And I say only, we do other activities too, but we predominantly mm-hmm. meet once a month um, to provide the support there, to provide, to, we're a little community of our own. We're our own little family mm-hmm. here to support each other. Um, so obviously because we've had this repeated request uh we did sit down and think long and hard about it in our in our meetings where we plan what we're going to do for the for our meetings so um coming up uh very shortly actually it's going to be saturday the 1st of february uh that's 2 to 4 p.m at the hockwell ring community center we are going to have um preparing for marriage event um, so we are, ha- are delighted to have uh, Sister Patul Altoma uh, join us for this event. She's going to be our esteemed guest on the day. And uh, for those that, of you that know Patul, Sister Patul, um, you'll know that uh, she is an absolute fount of uh, experience and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And she just has such a wonderful way about the way she talks. Um, and she's she's just going to she's going to bring um a whole different dimension to the meeting she's going to be able to help in terms of explaining when you are ready for marriage um you know what are the practical steps that you should be taking when you want to take that that step um what can go wrong because unfortunately for new muslims you know a few things can go wrong um but if you're you know, uh, what's the what's the phrase? Uh, forewarned, forearmed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so she'll be able to kind of talk through some of the potential issues that a new Muslim might have in terms of, you know, uh, before marriage and after, um, and how to protect yourself. And then after that, uh, we're also going to have an event in March. Uh, details, more details will follow. But that's 8th of March uh, at Hockwell Ring again. And that will be an open invitation event where the details will be on Eventbrite. Um, and that will be a, a, f- a full-blown marriage event. So we've got the precursor event this Saturday and then a follow-up event that's an open event to brothers and sisters within Luton. Um, so um, if you are looking for to complete the other half of your dean, so to speak, as the phrase goes, then um, you know watch the page on Luton Revert Group where more details will appear. So, um, ladies, we're coming to the end of the show. Thank you so much, as always. It's been a very enlightening discussion. Um, and Jazakallah, care so much for your time today. It's always appreciated. So I'm going to sign off now. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.